Hey gang, welcome to Ending Pending. This is a podcast where we dive into television shows that only lasted a single season. This is your host, Andy. This is your uh, first not host, Evan. This is your, as always, second not host, Ronnie. And we have a special guest with us today. Special guest. The specialist. Oh, do who I, is that? I, oh, I thought you were going to give me a lead-in. <laughs> no, no, there's no lead-ins on oh, this. Oh, fine. Hi, I'm Tyler. I'm here. Hi, as Tyler. Well. Hi, Tyler. Yeah. This is exciting. This is our first guest on a podcast. Woohoo! And we have yeah. had you on my podcast, Enter the Cage, a couple times. So yeah, I'm glad to be able have. to return the favor. Yeah. We were just on uh, the, the National Treasure 2 episode, and that was a blast because National Treasure 2 is not a very good movie. <laughs> no, what are you it's talking about? Not. It's the greatest movie of all time. Uh, I've never been on Enter the Cage, so I have I have no the Venn diagram of me doesn't overlap with the Venn no. diagram of Tyler. But hi, so, Tyler. but if we played like <laughs> six degrees of separation from Tyler Flynn, you would be pretty. You wouldn't be far yeah, off. Yeah, that's like one degree. It's yeah. <laughs> um, I got to be honest with our audience too. I'm a little bit drunk, just like sure. a smidge, mm-hmm. just like a little bit. Um, and, and I, I, I get a little dark when I'm drunk. And so for oh, today's, for today's banter, um, I want to talk about what your personal hell would be. Okay. If you went to Hades, <laughs> if you went to Hades and there was a specific torture designed for you, what would it be? I want to remind our audience, this is our week after Halloween episode. Like this is, <laughs> this is, this is how we get on the non-spooky holidays. Yeah. Welcome to Christmas. Let's talk about hell. <laughs> I have my personal vision of hell because I have thought about this many times. So it would be living in an eternal infomercial where you're like trying to do everyday things and they're incredibly difficult and you're basically <laughs> like a moron and that's your entire life. Like, I can't make this toast. It's so hard. And I love, why don't these I love batteries work? <laughs> like white people in infomercials meme? Yeah. Meme? It's good shit. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. So basically, I'd be white. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my personal hell would be that I have a perpetual job interview, and I'm driving around the city, and I can't find a parking spot, and all of the parking spots that I possibly could pull into, look they're parallel spots, and it's just a little too small for me to be confident enough to squeeze in there and not look like an idiot. <laughs> That is my life in L.A. <laughs> I, 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 you live in a very hellish landscape as far as I'm concerned, Tyler. Yeah, sounds that way. My, my personal hell would probably be that um, I, I've been given instructions by someone, but they were vague enough that I can't actually figure out what to do, and there's lots of other people around. And I'm supposed to like know what I'm doing, but I have no idea what I'm doing, and I can't like ask anyone for help because... I'm supposed to know, like I'm. I've been given instructions, but like I can't figure. I can't figure it out, and just everyone's there, like sort of milling around. And that's literally every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> just make like, it this work. Is, this is like, yeah, like sort of a social anxiety. Like just every everyone around you is aware that you're supposed to be doing something, and you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. But you, you every to... latte I've ever made. <laughs> right. That's not quite the same. That's not quite as high pressure of That's a scenario true. as a. That's I mean, fair. like who, who, who Unless you're making cares Karen's drink. You... 
I name yeah. every white soccer mom Karen. They're probably all <laughs> named Karen. Yeah. I was going to say, you probably have like a 90% hit rate on that. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your personal hell? My personal hell is um, one of them is that I am like constantly trying to fold sheets or blankets or jackets or towels, anything long and uh, made out of cloth because um, I can't do that well. I can't. They, they like wrap around me. They're like the Diagona and the trash compactor trying to suck down Luke. I'm real bad with blankets. But that's your personal hell? Yeah. <laughs> I like that all of our personal hells are so benign. Yeah. Like there's exactly. no, there's no yeah. fire and brimstone. Just, it's just uh mild inconveniences. Just wrestling well, I think, with I sheets. Think my... <laughs> Between me, Tyler and Evan, our our hells consist around like people watching us and like seeing us doing things poorly. And Andy's just like, nah, it's just blankets, man. How do you figure Fucking these out? Fucking blankets. <laughs> the, the other one you, is You're the... the kind of person who would buy a Snuggie, right? Um, we have a we, slanket. We have a slanket. We're brand loyal to the slanket. It is a, in every way superior <laughs> Snuggie. <laughs> I feel like you think this is funny, but I'm not kidding at all. Like, Evan's real serious about <laughs> slankets. Brand loyalty to slanket is the funniest thing I've heard in a very long time. <laughs> Anyway, we, we should we should probably talk about the Dresden Files. That's I guess. Why yeah, Evan, do you want to tell us what the Dresden Files is? Yeah, so the Dresden Files follows Harry Dresden, a practicing wizard in the city of Chicago. He is a consultant with the Chicago police, and he uh, is consulted on crimes that have a, a magical element, and also. Uh, takes jobs from schmucks who need magical problems solved. There is Harry Dresden, the the protagonist. Then there is her name is not Karen in this. It's Connie. Connie Murphy, so who works for the Yeah, who works for the um the Chicago Police Department. There is Bob, who's a go a ghost? Bob. Ghost? A ghost? <laughs> I don't I don't know what he is. He's a he's a ghost, I guess. I'll tell you uh, what he is. He's my favorite still. Keep going. Fuck you, Ronnie. <laughs> um, uh, that's the primary recurring cast of characters. There's a, a couple more that pop up, but none that are that matter. So for this episode, we have watched uh, episodes four, five, and six of the Dresden Files. In episode four, a woman comes to Harry with uh, under false pretenses saying that she needs him to find some guy. Turns out her boyfriend has made a pact with a hellion. He's basically made a pact with the devil to become a hellion and have satanic evil uh, burning people powers. But he, he wants to be he wants to be human again. And uh, what's really happening is that this woman wants to, to help him turn human again. So Harry... Uh, succeeds in getting him out of his pact with this hellion and uh turns him back into a human in episode five um, what's uh, evan real quick i'm sorry what is this episode called i don't remember now we got bad blood, baby, we got bad blood. oh sorry. no Continue. that was appropriately terrible though because it's bad <laughs> hey i love t swift that was a good album. Her new well, album, not so much. I, I yeah, wasn't actually. 
I don't. I She's don't, never made a bad album. I don't specifically. That's a very untrue statement, Andrew. I cannot. I cannot even false. step to you on that right this second. <laughs> I can't specifically disagree. I don't hate T Swift, but that was a real bad uh, reference uh, in terms of <laughs> in terms of comedy. You anyway. It's the um, first item in my notes for episode five. But keep going. Anyway, um, uh, Bianca. Who in the book is the queen of the vampires? Uh, oh, queen. Well, she's, like she's she, in 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 Chicago. She's in charge. Okay, fair. Um, she's she's in charge of the vampires. Uh, she comes to Dresden. He owes her one for some reason. She saved his life or something like that. They've got some kind of angsty backstory together, and they fucked. She thinks that the White Council, which is the Council of Good Wizards, is out to get her. Uh, turns out they're not. Her assistant is uh, teaming up with a drug dealer to undermine her, and they they find out about it, and they stop it. Uh, there's a lot of gross, like, angst with Harry and the Bianca and Queen of the Vampires. Uh, and then in episode uh, six, so there's a, a duo of evil, magical lesbians, and... Um, they have been sort of using magic to, like, basically commit insurance fraud over and over and over again by killing this guy, collecting the insurance money, faking his quote-unquote wife's death, and every time he dies, they reanimate, she, they reanimate him. him, she fakes her death, collects the insurance money, then they uh, drug the guy so he forgets his entire former life, and they do it all over again, just collecting money reinventing themselves and honestly and, i'd watch the shit out of a show about magical lesbians doing that. yeah that was the <laughs> only uh interesting part was what's her name sharon the, yeah sure the yeah. asian uh mortician who was the um the driving the horse behind yeah. all of this she was the sorceress who was reanimating the guy every time she and her she I, was very compelling yeah she yeah. was interesting also i i assume they're lesbians because they kiss at one point they didn't make reference to that until almost the end of the episode. But they're in their kitchen, and they give each other a little peck on the cheek. But anyway, yeah, that's what went on. Uh, so we have really broken down exactly what we did not like about this show back on episode five of our podcast. But Tyler is a new voice. Tyler, let's jump right into the negatives. What about these three episodes of The Dresden Files failed for you? Well, first, I'd like to say that I thought I was being brought on to talk about Firefly, but I'll just let that slide for now. Um, yeah, you, you I, have to listen to the end of the episode, but we have a, we have a troubling message for you. Can, can I can I interrupt you to ask a question? Actually, yes. Tyler, did have you watched the entirety of the Dresden Files thus far, or did you just watch episodes four, five, and six? I watched the pilot and then four, five, and six, just because oh, I wanted to get and like wait, a general intro. Wait. When you say the pilot, do you mean episode zero colon Stormfront? Or, like, did you actually find that I did somewhere? research on this, by the way. Or they actually recut the Stormfront pilot, the unaired pilot, into episode, I think, eight. So we will get to watch a, like, butchered version of the pilot, which is mm. now episode eight. I watch. I watch the one with the young boy who is being kidnapped by the crow oh, people. The, the bird, bird people. people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you watched yeah. episode one. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Tyler, you are a fan of the books, correct? That is correct. Um, our mutual friend, well, Andy and I's mutual friend, Nate, introduced them to me in college, and I listened to, I blew through the audiobooks in like a couple months just because James Marston is Beautiful such voice. an amazing voice actor. Yeah. And so James Marston is Cyclops? Uh, James Marsters. Marsters. Oh. Yes, yeah, Marsters. Yeah, Spike from Buffy. Um, and I was a huge Buffy fan, so like hearing him do another series was great. Uh, and then I've played the board game, the strategy game. I forget what it's called. Andy, didn't you play it too? Um, I've played a bunch. Okay. There's a new card game that has come out, which looks really good. But I've played the tabletop game, the yeah. RPG. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've I've read the books, some of them too. So I, I'm a big fan of the series. I have a lot of background knowledge one of my favorite fantasy series um so i had not like i have a deep love of this franchise and going into this i had somewhat higher expectations than my maybe the average viewer did so <laughs> i was a bit more critical than other people might be um so like b besides like these specifically these four episodes or three episodes um i didn't like overall the theme song like <laughs> it's so it, uh, does, it, it doesn't sound anything like I would think a supernatural crime drama would sound like I was thinking something like angels theme or something, something gothic and mysterious. And it sounds kind of like the, uh, the bass interlude from Seinfeld. It's really weird. <laughs> I did remark as we were watching it this time and I had thought it before, but I did say out loud, this is the most stock theme song I've ever heard. Yeah. Like they, they paid $19 for that from some kind of database but it's, it's even very short like it it, it kind of like you're watching it and you're like oh i'm gonna see lots of vignettes of harry dresden and within 10 seconds it's like they really only made 10 seconds worth of music mm -hmm. for this theme song and in the book chicago is such a big part of harry's universe and i would have liked to see more shots of the city in that intro as well i mean they kind of do in the in the different scene transitions but anyway i didn't like that they changed uh karen's name to connie I, heard, I read somewhere that that was because there was another Chicago cop and they didn't want people to be confused or something. I, I literally just uh, like Googled it. And according to the Dresden Wiki, there was at the time a Karen, like a Lieutenant Karen Murphy in the Chicago PD and they didn't want to confuse people. But I feel like the fact that she's <laughs> helping a fucking wizard yeah. might have like not confused anyone. Yeah, but right. you know, Connie... And people besides the Chicago area are, would be watching the show, so that would only be a problem locally. But anyway, um, like, and then other small changes that didn't really make much sense to me, like why is Harry driving an army jeep instead of the yep. Blue Beetle, his classic Blue Beetle? Or I kind of understand like them changing Bob to a man because it's it's not really great to have interaction with a skull with lights inside of it. But that was a little strange. What about specifically like these three episodes that you watched? Did you did you find troubling? Um, the one I hated the most was Bad Blood, just because Bianca is like one of the greatest villains in the whole series, um, and and she's she's a, like a master manipulator and is very like patient and cunning and calculating. And this one, she seemed very flighty. I guess like she didn't really have a lot of presence. She, and she was dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And their whole relationship was just unnecessary and very forced and weird. I don't... Yeah, that was just an annoying episode just based on the background I have from the books. 
in general, there's too much voiceover. Like, I feel like Harry over explains things. Like, obviously, that's a big part of the books because it's based on, like, old detective noir stuff. But, like, you don't have to have us understand. Like, we understand what's going on when you go to a different place. Like, you're still looking for clues in the mystery. Like, you don't have to tell us what you're doing all the time. That's interesting because I see how they could be, like, aiming for noir, but they miss the mark so severely if that's what their intention is. Yeah. The the books are very, like, noir tones, yeah. um, which you don't get in the show, really. Yeah. No. In, in the books, it's he has a lot of inner monologues and inner thoughts because it's, again, like a Philip Marlowe story where it's all, like, internalized. So right. that that can be translated to the screen, but I just don't think they did a good job um what were you guys' thoughts on paul blackthorne by the way oh we love paul blackthorne yeah, we yeah really we're, like we're dug in on he's, on paulie uh he's he's really like the only thing that's that's really solid about this show and um I, I even then i don't think he had that much to work with in terms of like the script and the yeah characterization and stuff but i think he is doing his very best uh with what he's got if if I couldn't cast James Marsters as Harry, like if I was making my own Dresden Files like thing, I would cast James Marsters first. If I couldn't cast him, I'd cast Paul Blackthorne. Yeah. Um. It, maybe not anymore. Like he's he's gotten old at this point, but I think he's a good Harry uh, in the show, despite mm-hmm. the show being garbage. It's it's hard for me to see him as Dresden just because James Marsters is so ingrained in my brain as that character but i like you said i think he does do a good job with like his gruffness the one aspect of him i thought was missing is like his humor like harry makes a lot of pop culture references in his everyday talk and he has a bit more of like a a swagger to him that i don't think paul blackthorne has but generally i thought he, he does a good job as dresden i don't know if i'd call it swagger i think he's more like like Covering up his ineptitude with humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's more accurate. Yeah. And Bob reminds... Well, this version of Bob, he reminds me of, like, Tim Curry from Home Alone 2. Just as, <laughs> yeah. like, that, yeah. that sneerish, foppish persona. I started with negative because I feel like we should have, like, hammered out most of the negatives last week. And this will be, like, a, a slim segment. Okay. Um, but what the some of the things that I didn't love, um, we get Lara again, diner girl in the Bad Blood episode. Oh yes. You know she was she's as you know as interesting as as wallpaper in this show. This show has a, a great habit, and we talked about this a little bit on the river, um, with the found footage of um, Emmett Cole and how we were just really wanted to watch that show. This show has an amazing ability to bring up different things where it's like, oh boy, I wish I was watching that show. Um, the the whole like we you know Harry Dresden five years ago, and, and maybe we'll learn more about it later. But um, like I want to know more about like him coming up and not how he landed in this mundane role with the CPD. Um, there's a point where um, Harry tells Bianca like, oh, you sound like a 1920s gangster mall and she's like i was a 1920s gangster mall and i'm like i'm so into a vampire like chicago centric vampire history show where they just like live through cultural events through like prohibition and organized crime and it's like that's that's a fantastic show 
that's not the show that I'm getting here. I generally liked these couple of episodes. Um, one of the things that I got to do, since I have the DVDs, is episode four, uh, which was the uh, Rules of Engagement, had a audio commentary featuring the director, the co-developer, and Paul Blackthorne himself. Um, it was good. It was fun. Paul Blackthorne, for most of it, seems like he could not be less interested. <laughs> um, there, was, there was a bit where he was like um, talking about you know, some actors that he really enjoyed and, and people he really enjoyed working with, but for the most part, he was just really phoning it in. Um, Tyler, you talked about how Chicago isn't really featured much in the intro, and really it's not featured much in the entire show. Episode four was the first show they shot, the first episode they shot, and um, they got licensed to shoot the exterior of Harry's shop, of his, you know, his lair, and it was very expensive, and they didn't get that ability to shoot that ever again. Hmm. They never were able to get that establishing shot ever again. So it's like anytime you're like, man, it feels very closed in. It feels like we're not going many places. It's because it was they were not able to do that. Huh. Um, I, I've got lots of notes from that uh, the audio commentary. But for the, as far as like negatives go, that's pretty much it as far as I have. Um. I they they were very clearly trying to force like macho Harry like down your throat some more, especially in Bad Blood, which I couldn't stand. Like, you know, let's uh let's have the not girlfriend, Laura, be crying over a, a French film while Harry looks bored. Because he's yeah. a man and she's a woman and this is how relationships work. Yeah, I, I did not like the the backstory with Bianca. That relate relationship felt terrible like it, it it didn't make a lot of sense really overall yeah I, I actually didn't hate these three uh i thought they were a significant improvement over the first three which yeah. i mean isn't saying much because the first three were first three were pretty bad yeah. but um these felt much more like the books than the first three did we got a little taste of some lore we got some sort of ham-handed attempts at references to the books, um, mm-hmm. which didn't go over super smoothly, but they, they, they tried. They tried harder. So what do you think, Andy? Yeah, Andy, what failed for you? Oh, gosh, so much failed for me. <laughs> I, uh, I can't stand how inconsistent the, the lore and the magic is, and the monsters are Harry can do amazing protection spells with his shield bracelet one moment and then can't do jack shit the next moment and um how constantly they try to do things on the show that they haven't earned um for instance I was really excited that they brought uh Morgan into the show I thought that was great I thought the actor playing Morgan did a bang-up job. However, Morgan teaming up with Harry just is not... is They didn't earn that. Um, in the books, that's a relationship that they butt heads constantly throughout the series. And they're two people on the same side, and they should get along, but they don't. And to have them team up and be buddies in, in a single episode uh, 
just felt kind of cheap to me. Um, all this, uh, I'm sorry, Evan. One thing I want to throw in before you continue that I forgot. Um, the fact that, uh, uh, Murphy's understanding of Dresden's magic is super, super inconsistent and it bothered me a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, she, I mean, she must know that he's got magical abilities because why else would he be consulting on cases? But then in the very last episode, she's like, how did, I saw glowing words in the air. How did you do that? And he's like, I don't know. It's just, uh, (laughs) I don't know. It's just a fun little trick. Like what? Wait, Murphy, do you not understand? Like, did you like suddenly get amnesia since last episode and forget that he has magical powers? Like, right. What are you talking about? Even Harry, Harry has like a line where like an over, line like a, like a voiceover where he talks about like here's the thing about the high council if if someone who's non-magical doesn't know about magic we can't tell them anything more about it so it makes the relationships hard and it's like so wait there is like a statute of secrecy because like you don't seem to really there's wizard on your door yeah. the, the white council as a whole is very like ill-defined or not well-defined in the right. show i feel like yeah they could have done a better job with that also going back to bianca like them having sex was it, it was so icky to me just because yeah, from the books gross. like like you know like especially like they have the different like species of vampire they didn't really distinguish between that in the show because like the red vampire like their skin is just their their public persona but like there's an actual like giant bat thing underneath that and then like the black horde yeah. is like really the traditional like nosferatu vampire and it just seemed like they were different houses on like game of thrones instead of them actually being different species of vampire and having him her and harry hook up was just like really disgusting (laughs) bianca's actually a giant gross like tar covered like bat creature who just like temporarily wears a a, an illusory human skin Mm -hmm. also the sorry uh, no continue tyler i other negative things i forgot um (laughs) the low budget like it's sci-fi so it's not going to be amazing but just some of the effects were like really cheesy not not that that should be a a terrible factor in a show like if the story is well written it could still be good but just notice that um yeah i noticed that it was weird to me that they didn't include susan rodriguez as a character like having Mm -hmm. someone who's a journalist investigating magic stuff i feel like that would have been a good addition to this because it's like only Harry and then dealing with his clients and the police, like having would have been another... way better than Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Another outside perspective would have been good. And then having, having Susan Rodriguez would have made a lot of the exposition a lot easier because she is a journalist. She's constantly hounding Harry for information. So had she been like, how did this happen? What is, what's going on? Tell me, tell me all the things, tell me all the things. It would have been a much uh, more elegant way to have him like explain things than the voiceover i think mm-hmm. also i don't know if he'll continue to appear but butters like he was basically a throwaway character and what was he in the sixth episode i think yeah. yeah like and he has a lot of personality in the book so i was just sad that i didn't get to see more of his development um and then also like why did they change karen's hair to blonde or to brunette from blonde like was that just a, to differentiate? Like, According to Wikipedia, uh, the Dresden Wiki, um, they went with that actress just because she fit the personality they said of Karen Murphy, uh, despite not looking like her. 
Yeah, I can confirm from the uh, from the the commentary. They just said that like she just wowed them so much, and she was like, "Yeah, we don't really care if she's a you know a blonde or anything and, like, like that." I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily care if like char- characters on the show look the same as they do in the books. I just don't think she fits Karen no. Murphy at all. So she doesn't that's, have that's that. My complaint. She's so she's too passive in like her yeah. investigation. Like she doesn't have that fire and toughness that Karen has in the books. There's she's always, no she's chemistry always... between her and Paul Blackthorne at all, and it doesn't get better, and I'm so mad about it. Yeah. Uh, everything about Bad Blood was was pretty bad. Um, my biggest complaint is that the the White Council stuff just doesn't make sense. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they call it the High Council instead of the White Council. That seems like a, a weird like name change. And like it just... None of the lore fits. None of it makes sense. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, also, it was very obvious that it was like the blonde bodyguard doing it all, like from the start. Oh yeah, and that I was like such I, a telegraphed reveal. And I couldn't get why like Bianca, who's supposed to be smart, and Harry, who's supposed to be a good detective, why like neither of them could figure that out. This kind of is a good segue into what I did like. I I do like the idea of like a modern wizard using something like a hockey stick or a drumstick as a staff or a wand. But I don't get why Harry needs to like disguise his magical tools when he has wizard on his front door. Um, So like, I want to praise the prop department cause like that's clever. Like I kind of get, I I like the tongue in cheek, like, Oh, it's just a person walking with a hockey stick, but no, it's a wizard with a staff. But like, it doesn't fit with what they're doing on the show where Harry's just like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking wizard. Um, okay, I, I, I had a question. Um, what did you guys think of changing Harry's background to having his uncle be like the dark wizard who uh, oh, took him from his Oh, this reminds me of a thing I hate. <laughs> um, before we answer that, Tyler, I'm sorry. A thing no, I hate. H- Harry on the show is what? What's Paul Blackthorn like? 32? Mm-hmm. Something like Something that. like that, like 33 maybe. So five years ago, he's like in his mid-20s. Harry's tragic backstory, like he has to be a kid. Like he has to be 16 for it to work. And the fact that he's like in his mid-20s when he kills Justin DeMorne makes no sense. Makes no sense with the like tragic backstory. He's too old. Like it, it just, it doesn't fit. And then, also, why change Justin DeMorne's name to Justin Morningstar? Because, like, could you telegraph Because the at devil, all? Andy. Because it's, because it's not obvious enough. It's not. <laughs> he's the devil. He's literally Satan. No. Also, then, like, his mom's last name is Morningstar? Like, <laughs> fuck that. That's dumb. Um, I, I don't hate that Justin's his uncle. Like, I, that... That that's not a terrible change in my opinion. Yeah, like and, I'm cool with that. I hate the name change though, mm-hmm. and the fact that they aged Harry up literally ten years for the tragic backstory to take place. Like that is that I don't like it. <laughs> it it did seem in character for his dad. If his dad had stayed alive in the books, like he would have tried to keep Harry away from magical like instruction just because of how things turned out with his mom. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like the hockey stick. Um, I like Agreed. it visually, and I don't. I don't think it 
uh, I don't think it's a disguise thing. I think that, if anything, just sort of fits into the, like, Harry's a lazy shit. Like, he, like oh, this, this hockey stick happens to be made out of the right wood or, or whatever, have the right components. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to, like, make a staff. I just have this hockey stick. Let's just enchant this hockey stick. Like that's I'm I'm cool with that. It's uh I wish you would use like the the paddly end though and not the handle end to blast people with. It kind of looks <laughs> dumb when he's like blasting people with the handle of the hockey stick. But conceptually, I'm I'm kind of into the hockey stick. Also, another minor criticism: they don't have Harry actually saying his incantations, and that's a I big that part of his Harry magic too. in the in the book. Like, say fuego, say like fozare, say the things that you say in the book. Also, like it would have it, it would have really given Paul Blackthorne some like like neat emotive yeah. like. emotive lines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I feel exactly the same way about the Harry Potter movies where. Uh, none of the cast yells their spells in dueling. Uh, it's I don't get it. I don't get why you would take that out. Um, there's the end of the first of four episode four, where the girl's boyfriend uh, gets burned up by a demon, and the demon leaves very satisfied. And it turns out that it was actually Bob posing as the boyfriend, and the boyfriend comes back in. Um, Paul Blackthorne made it very clear that he did not understand what was going on while they were filming it, and they just kind of had to tell him, like, just don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll. <laughs> he did not understand, like, what was going on or how, how the story was, like, wrapping up and taking place in that moment, which I thought was just, like, very, like, <laughs> indicative of probably this entire show. So it's just like, saying, Paul, it's fine. Just, just it'll work stand out. There. Don't, don't worry about acting or anything. Just, just hang out. It'll be fine. Yeah. We got well, the it. Director, the director himself said that every time he watches that episode, he expects it to go a different way because the script went through so many like massive changes during the shooting of that episode. That's um, funny because uh, I think that was, of these three, I think that was one of the best. If I, was gonna, was decent. I was going to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think four was the best episode so far. Yeah. It had some cool moments. Andy, you were uh, you were getting into it, but tell me a little bit about what was successful for you about these episodes. All right, uh, what was successful for me? I like that they they tried to bring in some elements and characters from the book. Uh, it wasn't particularly successful much of the time, but like they tried a little bit. So, like, Butters was there, and he was wearing an I Heart Polka shirt, which I appreciated, even though he didn't do a whole lot. Um, They've brought in Morgan, who I think the actor playing Morgan is doing a bang-up job with what he's got, despite not being able to be much like Morgan. I like uh, episode four a good bit. I thought it was the best out of the ones we watched. There was some intrigue there were some twists it was a little bit more of a detective story i liked kim coates as sirota who is the demon guy i know kim coates from sons of anarchy and he's a he does awesome on sons of anarchy so it was cool to see him in this they said that he was absolutely insane on the set of this episode <laughs> i i believe he looks that. like it <laughs> um he is horrifying on sons of anarchy like he his character is consistently drunk or high, and I don't know if they just wrote him 
like that because the actor is like that. But like you could see it in the show, he had crazy eyes like the whole fucking time, and it if was I can, great. If I can jump in, Andy, um, there's a bit where when he first meets Paul Blackthorne, he asks him if he wants a virgin, but he says it in a Cockney accent, um, and they said like that's kind of weird. Maybe we'll do a different cut. And he basically had to beg the people like editing to like leave that in. Um, they kind of wrote it off as being like, well, this demon has lived like many past lives. And so, sure, he was a Cockney guy at some point. Um, but what Paul Blackthorne said was that he knew that Paul Blackthorne was British and was going to use it like as a way to mock him. Um, but then he got on set, realized he was playing an American guy and just thought like, ah, oh, screw it. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then like fought for it to be like left in. So like I think that it's a it's a safe bet that he controlled a bit about how this character was created. I'm the background on this show sounds like the fiasco that was the island of Dr. Moreau with like Marlon Brando just making shit up. Like it sounds like on that level of inconsistency. It was it was pretty weird. What or pretty awesome listening to it in a weird way. I really liked the uh, morgue assistant in episode six who just keeps like same thing as the other time every time he has to pick up a dead body from dresden's apartment slash business <laughs> the guy the the morgue employee uh is played by paul sun young lee and he's just great i don't know what else he's done i don't know what else he's in but he he had some a plus humor chops good deadpan uh, yeah he was just real funny uh, I liked that Harry did not seem to know what was going on at all yeah. in a lot of stuff. I like that's that's Harry to me. Like Harry should not really know what's going on. He's he's a bit of a bumbling bumbling doofus, but he's also real smart and clever. And I feel like they were trying to strike that balance and they got a little closer to it this time, which was cool. And that's about all I got about what I liked. I liked that these three episodes definitely felt a little bit more like a procedural plus magic. Uh, we definitely, I mean, it was still kind of heavy-handed with the reveals and kind of heavy-handed with the exposition, a little bit too explainy, like you were saying, Ronnie. But it was getting a little bit closer to uh, sort of the spirit of the books, even if they didn't really handle the uh, supporting characters very well. Uh, yeah, well, it seemed like they had something to explain these episodes. Like this is the yeah. only this is like the first time we really get to hear about the White Council, High Council, whatever they're calling it. We learn about Morgan and what his role is, and and then we learn more about like these factions of vampires. Like the exposition exposition fits when you have something to expose and not just like it's tough out there for a wizard on the street. <laughs> it's like yeah, I can imagine it would be. Like move yeah. on. But um, I do feel like we were actually, like, solving some shit, uh, these yes. episodes, which was very refreshing, because the first three were, were such a drag to get through. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with Andy. Episode four was definitely my favorite. Um, I think the, the outcome was suitably twisty, not too contrived. Um, some of the, you know, like special effects and stuff were still not super great, but, but that's, that's forgivable. That's not like a deal breaker in my book. Um, 
And I loved the uh, the evil magical lesbians. Uh, the rest of that episode was okay. Um, the the concept was interesting that you would use that incredibly powerful, horrific black magic for just like insurance fraud. Like, fuck it, let's just make money. Like, I don't know, I don't know what else to do with these necromancy powers. Let's just like kill a guy over and over and bring him back and just let's just make a fuckload of money. But yeah, so overall, uh, much improved from the first three episodes. How about you, Tyler? What was successful for you? Um, well, I did like that the series as a whole is produced by Saturn Films, which is Nick Cage's company. So I can give a shout out to my podcast and to the cage. I did Drop notice that, that he tidbit. was a what an executive producer or something yeah. like that. Nick Cage, yeah. Mm-hmm. That so, explains some. It explains some things. Ronnie, did they say anything about his involvement on the commentary? They did not, and I was uh, waiting on bated breath for some information. Maybe that's coming down the line. I hope so. Keep me posted. Um, I liked in episode five when Harry gets kidnapped by Clyde. I think it's Clive. Clyde or Clive, the like assassin that the white council hires to do wet work and uh he's like why are you've been why have you been asking around about me i didn't kill um or do the hit on bianca or whatever and then like they get attacked their warehouse gets attacked and he's like you brought you brought them here harry's like you brought me here you idiot (laughs) i love that that line best line (laughs) best line by far so good probably the whole whole series so far it's like that's the harry i want the like the one-liners um, I, I genuinely laughed at that one. That was probably <laughs> the only one. I did like uh, the episode six with that guy who kept dying. Like that was the first time compared to the other episodes where I felt real sympathy and empathy for that character. I, he was only a side character for that one episode, but it was like, oh, this is a terrible situation that he's been put in. And when you realize that he's doomed to die over and over again, as long as he's just under the thrall of these lesbian witches was like, Oh, that's, that's sad. And that's what I wanted more of in the other two episodes with like, this is really dark shit. And Harry's the only one who's able to solve this. And he's like all that's standing between regular people and magical interference and destruction. Um, I did like that. Also in that episode, we got a bit more backstory on Bob with the grimoire and him trying to resurrect his lost love and everything and talking about that. And that was expositiony, but it served a purpose, like you guys said, where it was like giving more details on his character. Um, and then like the just those the the morgue assistant and her partner, like it seemed like they were setting up them, or at least the assistant as a recurring villain. And I think the show could have been much better served with having an overarching villain for the entire first season. Mm-hmm. So they keep hinting at Justin and. Um... I've seen on IMDb that he's in five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only seen him in one so far in a flashback. So I'm assuming he is supposed to be the main villain. But it is it has not been well well executed. <laughs> All right, Ronald, what'd you like, buddy? What worked for you? I'm going to lead off what I liked. The breakfast uh, scene? No, that was Bacon. nice. I mean, the eggs, the eggs were a little too yellow. You could tell they were fake. Um, but no, no, you're not far off, Andy. What I'm going to start my uh, this with is a new segment that we have here on Ending Pending. Ooh. And baby, now we got spaghetti. Yes, that's right. It's spaghetti wash, Dresden Files edition. 
spaghetti watch 2k17 yeah yeah we had a spaghetti sighting it's small but it was it was impressive uh when um uh the mine what's her name the the ancient ancient my ancient my she uh she when she busts in to bust him there is a cup like a, a drinking glass full of uncooked spaghetti sitting next to the stove and it's like Oh, I can't wait to see what he does with that. I can't wait to see when he when he gets into that good good spaghetti mess. Um, but there was nothing else. That's the end of Spaghetti Watch uh, on this episode. Man. Yeah, there, I, but, I know you had a keen eye out, Ronnie. But you know, it's like it's one of those things where like that wasn't an accident. Someone can just come dress up and say like, oh, you know, we'll throw some spaghetti over there. Like there, it's coming. Like there is going to be a spaghetti like conclusion to this, this some, series that I'm very, very excited. For. Some intrepid set dresser was determined yeah. that there right. be, that there be a callback to spaghetti whenever yeah. possible. I'm, 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 I'm what else did you like, Ronald? What else did I like? I liked my boy, Bob, a whole lot. <laughs> I liked him so much. I wrote in here, "Sassy Bob." We got a little bit of Bob with attitude Bob? this time. Bob was more like Book Bob in these yeah. three. Uh, he was less. Besides, he was less annoying than the first episode. Human Human Bob being horny is super unsettling. Yeah, like Skull Bob being horny, it's kind of funny. Yeah, but Human not... Bob being horny is yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Skull Bob does not have, nor has he ever had, a corporeal form. So, like, him him being obsessed with, like, women is, I mean, it's still a little, like, uncomfortable, but it's, it's more funny. Like, he can't, he can't do anything. He's just an air spirit, but, like. Uh, he has really no concept he, of it. He's yeah. just kind of fixated on Yeah, it. he's just obsessed with it as an yeah. abstract, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Having just, a human he... body uh, <clears throat> and, like, having lived a human life, human Bob is kind of gross. Yeah. Also, I, the, his quick thinking with getting the message to Murphy on where Dresden was—that was pretty good. I did like that yeah. bit, though. Yeah, he—he's becoming more of a player instead of just like a you know something for Dresden to play off of, um, and I'm excited about that. The idea that like Bob saw Harry get taken in episode six and couldn't do right anything about it, and so like you see him trying to like do the math of like. Murphy and her awful partner, who I despise, are here. Like, how do I get a like? How 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 do I connect this? And he just like writes it in the air. I liked that bit. That was a good yeah. bit. So yeah, other other than that, um, th- there were just so many good lines in these episodes. Like, I feel like last episode I talked about how they were, um, like accidentally good lines, but now I feel like they're starting to hit their hit their stride. Um. Uh, Tyler, the line you mentioned earlier with like, you brought me here, you idiot. Like that was (laughs) so good. Um, There's when uh, Bianca kind of like, or when Harry creates the attacker of Clive out of thin air and Bianca's like, oh, it's, it's definitely the, the black wizard or the, the black vampires. And he goes, okay, so let's go find him. And she's like, no, I know who he is. It's Arvin. And Harry kind of looks at him and goes, Hey, Arvin. It's just like, it's that's cute. That's fun. It was just like there were, I was laughing. I was enjoying it. It was it was keeping me entertained and I, I was it was good. It's interesting to me that they they filmed episode four first. I wish they yeah. had they had started with episode four. Yeah, episode four yeah. was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you could see there were definitely like a lot of establishing shots like you see when Bob like like kind of disappears it, he clearly very clearly goes into the skull yeah and it's like a lot of things that you can see were like setting up things mm-hmm. um Tyler one of the things you mentioned was like the poor special effects yeah and one one of the things they talk about on the audio commentary is that they they like go they praise their effects company up and down but they talk about a lot of times how they would send things out for just like sound cues and like mild um, special effects. And they would come back like really, really intense special effects um, that they didn't necessarily ask for. But they were like, hey, this is great. And it just seems like it was a, a small effects house that just really wanted to do and some risky stuff and make their mark. Another yeah. good thing, though, is that like Harry actually uses magic mm-hmm. in these four episodes. Yes. Like, offensively. Like, mm-hmm. he yeah. uses his staff, like, twice. Mm-hmm. Twice! He would he use the wand if the devil didn't burn it up. Yeah, yeah use... that was a weak use of wands. Like, he had it in his hand for, like, four seconds, and then it got Also, they did not establish that that was, like, his wand until no. much later. And so yeah. it was kind of like, why is he carrying that drumstick? It was, yeah, it was clearly right. a drumstick, and they didn't explain that it was a wand. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I was explaining was... it. In, they, in the earlier episodes, he kind of uses it to get himself out of jail and unlock the the uh, the cell, and it's like I, I was very unsure of like what why he had a drumstick, why that unlocked the cell, and so now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I I was just gonna say we got some magic gadgets which we uh, we were pining for in yeah. the first three episodes. I would have liked for episode five specifically for Harry to use his uh, amulet the pendant that he wears because in the books he uses that for like it's stored sunlight to defeat bianca so maybe not use it on her but like the other vampire that would he doesn't cool. wear it at all in the show yeah his yeah. uh his thing from his mom is the shield bracelet not the amulet but he does have it on when they do the flashback and he's having sex with bianca he has it on in terms of the overall tone for the show if they ever do a remake of it i would want it to be like aesthetically like angel but then in terms of like the detective noir aspect a mixture of jessica jones and veronica mars i think that's the perfect blend of tones that you need also uh probably because of our podcast i would imagine uh i do believe that jim butcher just got the rights back to dressed in television show and i've heard that he's trying to get something on like netflix or hulu or something like that yeah that that'd be great and if he could finally write the next book in the series, it's been like Yeah, if he two could years. get on damn peace talks, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that it's because of our podcast. Mm. Go ahead and take credit for that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was us. The yeah. most humble. So we have, uh, we've watched now six episodes. Tyler, you've watched, I think, four, it sounds like. But uh, let's start with Evan. Is it working? Um, if you erase one, two, and three, then yeah, I actually think four, five, and six uh, were a passable TV show. So, uh, at this point, I, I would I would argue that it is it is workable. It's so sure, yeah, it's working. It's working for now. Andy, is it working? Oh, the bar has been set so low, and so because this resembles Dresden a little bit, I'm going to say maybe. I'm not going to outright say no as much as I want to. I'm going to give it a maybe. Uh, Tyler, is it working? It's all right. Like, it's not a 
great translation, but because of my love for the source material, I can see past its flaws. So it's it's okay, I guess. Hey, uh, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie Palmerino. Uh, is is it working? Yes, it's it's working for me. My plan was to just watch the feature commentary of episode four and just sprinkle that in as we go because I was very busy this week and didn't think I was going to have time for the rest of the episodes. Um, but after listening to the feature commentary and getting the gist of that fourth episode, I couldn't like turn it off. Like I was so enthralled and so wrapped into it that like, yeah, it's working. Yeah, I want to see way more of this. It's, it's doing a really cool job of building up a world and lore and, and I'm into it. Bring bring it on! Wow! And there's more. Hopefully Ron. there's more spaghetti. Hopefully there's more spaghetti. That's that's really. Ronnie's, Ronnie's just in it for the spaghetti. Like <laughs> as long as Ronnie gets more spaghetti, Ronnie will continue to believe that the show is working. It's hard. I just want him to get better at his spaghetti skills as well. I think he's got it in him. As a kudos to you all, I will say your podcast is working and that you got me interested in watching the show. So I'm going to continue oh, looking at episodes as you go through. Oh, my heart grew, just grew five times. Five sizes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Tyler. I mean, yep. that can count as our iTunes review of the week because we don't <laughs> have any new ones of those. So thank you so much, Tyler. We love you even if you don't leave us reviews. Yeah. yeah. We know you're there. But, we know you're there and we know that you love us. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, if you but don't for this us. week, for this week, Tyler is our a new member of our family. Yeah. Of, of, the, of the Ending Penning family. And he Huzzah! Will, yeah. Oh, Andy. Andy, do the. It might be awkward because he's like right here, but like do the do the compliment thing because um, he's here. Tyler, I have followed in your footsteps, and I have admired you, and I have looked up to you, and I hope that one day I will be as charming, and attractive, and confident as you are. Many aspire, none have reached. Oh snap! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Thank you, Andy. That was very nice. You're welcome. Do you have anything? Do you have anything that you would like to plug, Tyler? Yes, I don't think I've mentioned it at all up to this point, but we have a podcast. So I have a podcast with my friends Nate and Bonnie called Enter the Cage. We are chronologically reviewing the movies of Nicolas Cage, and you can find us on Twitter at Enter the Cage Pod and our website EnterTheCagePod.com. And myself, I'm on social media on Twitter at Curious Manatee. That's Curious underscore Manatee. It's a great name. Cool. Andy, Evan, any final thoughts? Just that curious manatee is a beautiful name. Manatees are such majestic creatures. Uh, as far as about the podcast, though, um, guys, like us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Ronnie is killing it over there on Twitter. Definitely check out our Twitter and leave us a review on iTunes, maybe. And maybe tell a friend, you know, nope. Christmas is right around the corner. Just download uh, your favorite episodes onto a, a thumb drive and give them to people in boxes. Yeah, we yeah. also yeah. we're gonna we're gonna send y'all some real weird Christmas cards. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be so awkward. If you <laughs> if you so weird if you leave us an iTunes review and then shoot us an email, we will send you a Christmas card deeply, in real life. A deeply deeply awkward. Yeah, the the rule of thumb is once you get to like thirty iTunes reviews, you'll do Firefly, right? No. Oh yeah. Oh. No. Sorry. Oh, no one told him. No one no, told him. Oh gosh, oh, this is awkward uh, t- now. Let me, guys, guys, let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. Uh, Tyler, yes. can I pull you aside over here? Come, sure. Come over. Okay. Um, okay. What, what actually, are we talking about? Um, 
so so we're actually here it's 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 weird yeah I mean, we're we're, we're going to talk about one of the greatest one for one season shows in history, right? I mean, you have uh, to. Yeah, here's the thing though, we're never doing Firefly. 